Hello everyone and welcome to Orbital the Gadget 360 podcast. In today's episode we are going to be talking about the upcoming iPhone which for convenience we're going to be referring to as the iPhone 8, not the X or the 10 or the anniversary iPhone. I think I'll take this opportunity to introduce this intruder. It's Rishi Alwani again. Greetings, editor. ladies yeah. and gentlemen. And we have a person who doesn't like to come on the podcast very often. It's a news editor Abhinav Lal. I'm usually too busy. Yeah, that's But what hello he everyone. says. Hello everyone. Yeah, we yeah. ask him every week why don't you join us on the podcast and he's just like I'm assigning stories. Why don't you write this extra news story for me? That's right. <laughs> I mean, we need someone who with with the facts on board. So yeah, he is kind of critical to this podcast. Yep, and you will see that in the course of this podcast why we have him on board and I'm your host Pranay Parab. So why we're talking about the iPhone 8 now? It's because we are roughly 1 month away from the launch of the next iPhone. and a lot of leaks have started to pop up and at this point in the iphone leak cycle from experience we've come to see that we get mostly very accurate leaks uh, i think for the past 2 years we've had the phone's shell leaking and pretty much all the uh, things all the new features that you can expect in the coming iphones uh, you would have you would easily get to know them by by the time like it's august or mid august so This year also the same thing has happened. We've heard so many leaks by now, and most of them are looking to be like are coming from sources who have a good track record. So we know that some of these leaks will, I mean, are indeed already true, and they will show up in the upcoming iPhones. So I think we should start by talking about the product that is most uh, relevant to India. I mean, I think um, this morning I was reading an interview that Tim Cook gave. Uh, I think it was in the Hindu Business Line where. Um, he said that uh, first of all he made one comment which is that he still believes that pre-owned certified um, iPhones or refurbished iPhones are still like a big deal uh, like they still want them to be like uh, allowed for sale in india and the second thing he said was that until that happens we are going to be doing this via the iPhone SE Uh, so they want indian people to buy the iphone se and we are also hearing rumors of a refreshed iphone se coming out uh, later this year so i mean do you think this is the phone that will capture the indian market i think it's an intriguing proposition because i wouldn't be surprised if apple conceived the se because they can't get uh, pre-owned and refurbished units into india and possibly I, i i don't know what the case is in other emerging markets or bigger markets like china but i mean it is it it would it it would seem like a fascinating state of affairs where hey you know we can't bring in uh uh refurbished versions of let's say the iphone 6s so okay let's let's make an se and and you know have the run on it uh well in a way yeah it seems to have worked because i mean to be honest if anyone at this point in time wants to buy an iphone on the cheap and wants to get on the iphone ecosystem a 32 gig se is the best way forward so far uh now it's another thing altogether depending who you ask and particularly with with app developers who who I end up speaking to quite a bit a lot of them are saying that uh, while the se yes in terms of a price perception seems to be would seem to be the most uh, volume uh, volume driven iphone in the market here Uh, according to data they've seen and what they've interacted with it seems to be 7 and 7 plus that have done more which they are which they pegging to demonetization but uh, you know what people have wads of cash they just buying the high spec iphone they can find <laughs> that's the logic that, that that's that's one school of thought right now right but the other one is yes you have the se and it's a it's a pretty good deal and is it due for a refresh yeah i think a refresh would be nice i i, I still think what you're paying for tw- for in terms of 2025k is still overkill it's still a very good device considering your spec that's comparable to the 6s and i mean i think 30% less than the 
So I I don't I don't know. It just seems to be. To me, it just seems too soon. You, you think they'd wait a year more before coming out with a refresh? So, if I were to make a guess, it probably would have the internals of the iPhone Seven, um, like in the refresh this year. I don't know if they'll bring in the latest. Uh, like well, that's what's rumored: the A10 processor. If if that's yeah. yeah, I mean, it would make sense to go with that processor. I don't think that's that size requires any more RAM than it already has. Yeah, and also one thing that we haven't so far mentioned is that the iPhone SE is known to have a pretty good battery life for yes. two reasons. One is that even though it has a smaller battery in there, uh, the display is much smaller than the bigger iPhones. So if you don't have to light up that much more of the screen, then right. you can actually deliver much more uh, in terms of battery life. And um, the A10 uh, chip from Apple is known to be extremely power efficient. and if they are actually putting that in the iPhone SE uh, then we can see like i think we can expect a tremendous improvement in battery life uh, and just to illustrate this i mean if you remember uh, the iPhone 7 and 7 plus both have the same chip right and yeah. uh, like uh, there was a slide from apple at last year's iphone launch where they actually showed that the iphone 7 has exactly as much battery life as the iphone 6s plus so the bigger iphone last year had um, x amount of battery life and the iphone 7 the smaller one uh, managed to match it just because of the more efficient uh, processor and the chipset that was there in the phone but it would be interesting to see if they decide to bring the other features in because uh, i i mean you'd want to have some some differentiation and uh, between your flagships or what's perceived to be your high end and and the se so i mean if and if we lo- look at what ios 11 brings to the table you're going to have ar which is going to be a big deal will it have cameras that support ar i don't know touch id is, is going to be pushed deeper into the ecosystem as well will, live will, photos live photos so would would these form a part of it i don't know that uh, you'd want to keep those differentiations in place because at the end of the day it's not i don't think apple's game plan is to just sell you a phone and be done with it it's a sell you a phone sell you iCloud sell you on the ecosystem and then sell you another phone yeah it's never been a specs game anyway for them so they can't differentiate in terms of specs yeah uh, one point i like to bring up about the SE and the whole refurbished thing is that well apple always needed a phone that was cheap and was a budget phone and hit that mark cuz the smartphone market's growing and the budget market's growing but apple's not on in that trend at all so if they ever hope to grow along with the smartphone market they need a budget device now the thing is the refurbished and the older models did end up you know serving that market for a while but the thing is those have older names you know we know it's the 5s and everything that's launching now is the 7 and the 7 plus so next one that's is expected to be 8 so why would you buy a 5s now it seems bad right it's like your whole status symbol apple thing goes away and that's exactly why the SE was introduced it doesn't have a number to it okay it's timeless in a way it's a special edition as you could say but it's timeless it, it doesn't fit which year it was launched in and so it's the budget offering that is both not refurbished or a older model in that sense but it they still need to drop the price point now here we are one year on right from the launch of the SE and now it's approaching what could be called a budget smartphone Again, the the price right so now if you if you're going to cater not to the people perhaps who are switching from a feature phone to a smartphone but at least to the second smartphone upgrade you know of their lives then 20 25000 is a 
good price point but that's one year after launch it launched at 38 yeah close to 40 yeah so that how is that going to cater at all to either a budget smartphone market or a aspirational smartphone user so and what's even more intriguing it's a i think it's a report uh, we carried on on the site uh, yesterday where uh, amazon has said that the sweet spot for for smartphones is between the right. 8000 and 14000 mark so fine you might have it positioned as a budget offering but is it truly budget in the in the indian sense right. because uh, i mean if i'm not uh, while amazon doesn't disclose its market share in mobile i mean it, it's a it's a big enough to, right. as a gauge and if 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 8 to 14 is the sweet spot uh, which is also what a flipkart if you notice even a flipkart the first phone they did exclusive was with the moto g if i'm not mistaken and that right. was within that range right okay. so that hasn't changed the moto g the moto g series been around since 2012 2013 right that hasn't changed that that sweet spot in price range hasn't changed so uh while we might see a more powerful iphone se or se refresh but i still think that there is room to work on the price right uh, the 10% uh, budget uh, was it called a basic duty exemption mm. that they expected to get simply because they're manufacturing at least assembling in india now that will definitely help them target a lower price point yeah already they've lowered the mrp from the ridiculous 39000 and i think 49000 for the two variants to uh, 27200 and something around right. 35 uh, 36 all thanks to the yeah, wistron production in india yeah so that i think from apple send the price has gone pretty much as low as it can get um and apart from that like whatever discount we are seeing is probably um, enthusiastic uh, sellers on the e-commerce market where uh, the likes of amazon and uh, you know other e-commerce players like flipkart and uh, have been constantly discounting all these phones so the latest we've seen is that the iphone se uh, 32 gb has gone down to as low as uh, 20000 rupees so at that price point it, it suddenly starts to appeal to a lot more people than it would at say 27000 right. um, but here again like we have a problem right because uh, If you notice, most people, what do they do on a smartphone now that you know data is pretty much being doled out to everybody at like nominal rates? Is they watch video, um, and if you're watching video, you obviously would like a phone with a larger screen. So, how many people who are already used to buying these phones at eight to fourteen thousand, which are like five inches, uh, right. like the display size is five inches, six inches, or whatever? That's a very good point. Yeah. So, yeah. how many people would downgrade to a smaller screen? I am really not sure. It's a trend that Apple kind of missed out on for. Three to four years, like after the Note was released, I think in 2011, mm. the first uh, it was 2014 was the first big iPhone. Mm. Yeah, you're right. right. That 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 is a missed opportunity. Yeah, It's definitely a missed opportunity. So they finally captured, you know, they finally got the trend now. The both their premium iPhone models are large enough screens. Yeah. But just like you said, the SE is still small, and everyone, I mean, just go to any Mumbai local or. Delhi Metro, and you'll see everyone consuming video on the phone on the go. Yeah, all the yeah. time. Yeah. So uh, another thing I noticed was that, uh, like, while the iPhone SE is quite powerful, um, like the smaller screen is not really a deterrent to some people. Like I know a lot of people who uh, go to the smartphone market and are pretty disappointed because every phone they can buy is. um quite big in in terms of size and they don't really you know want a big phone but that market is like too small in my opinion at least to right. be like a, a big big factor in terms of whether the SE is a success or not in right. india but as bezels get smaller yeah. uh, so the overall form factor remains pretty uh, ergonomic easy to yeah. hold with yeah. one hand and use one hand but the screen is still pretty big yeah uh, the point is at least that's why something if you ask me LG's been a little smart about where you have the looks of of a high end G6 
with the kind of bezel free display which people would be interested in now could we see apple adopt something similar to the se i don't know to me that seems unlikely at right. least given how they've uh, been positioning it and how um and whatever the leaks are i mean the only phone that's only getting a dramatic redesign seems to be the 8 or the x or the anniversary phone or whatever you want to call it yeah so uh, speaking of that um, so the rumor says that and all the leaks shell leaks and uh, whatever renders everything seems to suggest that um, this iphone 8 will have no bezel much like the samsung galaxy s8 right. and it will pretty much even have less like, in fact no yeah. top and bottom bezel just a small notch yeah for your earpiece right where you yeah, listen to the other camera, person camera 3d front camera so yeah so basically yeah the design reminds me a lot of the mi mix and the essential phone in a lot of ways right. yeah but it's not a beta not. phone you know unlike the other two mi mix right we don't know for sure because vaporware it's not vaporware last i checked a feature complete phone has a fingerprint scanner just saying uh well yeah so that's the other uh, rumor around the iphone 8 is that it won't have a fingerprint scanner and apple will actually go for uh, something called a face id um now this is i saw a tweet by mark german who's a prolific uh, apple reporter who's like leaked so many apple things that you know we've lost count he works with bloomberg so his tweet said that uh, internally apple employees believe that uh, face id is much faster and more secure than touch id uh, harder to crack as well according to them so i mean the lack of uh, fingerprint scanner could be a deterrent for some people but if it's you know ultimately moving in towards a better and more secure technology which apple has done multiple times in the past um, i mean i'm i'd probably be inclined towards trusting their judgment on this i don't know i mean if we think about it uh, there have been situations where the adoption of onto what apple assumed would be great hasn't been there i mean i think the jump from 5 to 5s wasn't that big of enough Right. So the only thing that was new was essentially a 64-bit processor between the five and. 5S. And don't forget Touch ID. Touch ID came was, with the five S. Yeah. It was also thinner and lighter. Which yeah, and the fingerprint Apple. scanner. First time it came with the five S. Yes, yes, it was the five S. Yeah. Ah. And if I'm not mistaken, the numbers you're sharing with us earlier said the adoption rates weren't that high, right? Yeah. So strangely enough, despite the introduction of Touch ID, mm. year on year that year, uh, sales were only like seven percent higher, mm. which is the the following quarter because. Apple releases the smartphones in September which is the end mm. of its Q4. Mm. So the Q1 which is the holiday season which is anyway a great uh, lucrative quarter for Apple and almost every other manufacturer out there uh only saw a 7% jump year on year. Mm. So most people didn't yet understand the worth perhaps mm. of both Touch ID and a 64-bit processor. But now looking back we see how the 64-bit processors aged very well. and um not just that the entire smartphone industry like after that they moved to the 64 right. bit processor right and so, touch id yeah 5s was actually quite a funny phone in so many ways because on on the one hand you have like uh, pioneering technologies like the fingerprint scanner and a 64 bit processor in a smartphone but on the other hand the phone was still a small for one with a 4 inch display right. so That's perhaps yeah the biggest reason there was lack of adoption yeah, everyone think, uh, was hoping for a large screen and exactly and next year we saw that that is exactly what people wanted uh, with right. the 6 and the 6 plus right. even though like in terms of uh, processing power uh, i don't think it was that much faster compared to the a7 chip in the 5s um but yeah most people wanted a bigger form factor right. which is exactly why i was questioning whether the iphone se is the iphone that will succeed in the indian market for probably apple probably not right? yeah and also i have another theory uh, which is regarding the other iphones that apple is rumored to be launching next month um 
so far every leak i've read every rumor that we posted uh, has referred to these as the 7s and the 7s plus that's right so since you mentioned earlier abhinav that uh, it doesn't really sound like a new phone right if you say 5 and 6 and se se sounds like a timeless right. know, phone on a separate note so i don't think that this year they're going to call it a 7s and a 7s plus because you know it'll still have that 7 number in it and it might imply that it's actually an older iphone So if you are going to launch an iPhone which is super expensive and it's ha- going to have this new form factor and new design you may call it something like the iPhone 8 or iPhone 8 Pro or something right. like that so um, that kind of gives yeah. uh, lend some credence to rumors that it might be the iPhone X yeah that way they won't alienate the 7s and 7s plus yeah. and have a timeless or they yeah. could just end up calling the two base model iPhones as the 8 and the 8 plus and uh, the iPhone X will be separate that way all three iPhones seem like right. they are new iPhones because you know this year especially they are in a bit of a spot aren't they because if they're launching this uh, one new iPhone with like the ultimate design and super expensive hardware and what not uh, they don't want it to seem like that is the only new iPhone and the others are actually just you know right. we just put in something more and gave it to people they right. don't want it to seem like but you know so far upgrade. the rumors point to just that that mm. the 7s and 7s plus won't have much you know more then the 7 and 7 plus offered beyond wireless charging yeah. again that's a feature that's been there on you know hundreds of android flagships for a while and uh, apple is probably coming around to it now and yeah. uh, the other thing which i think one of the rumors suggested was that the iphone 8 would probably have an oled display and right. uh if i'm not mistaken at least from what i've seen uh every time apple decides to do something new in terms of its phones or even in terms of its uh, mac hardware the first generation of that never been the one you should jump on yeah uh i mean if you guys remember with the iphone 4 when they decided to go with a new design it was all about hey you're holding it wrong you're holding it wrong indeed <laughs> and so i wouldn't be surprised if uh, we have you know something similar this time around where i don't know you're probably looking at it wrong mm. right but the <laughs> um, they're supposed to be very low yields exactly. on these displays So I'm pretty sure Apple's making sure that what's coming out has no quality defects mm. like or I'm any real problem. So uh, according to uh, some of the reports it's like 60% yields that's it they're wow. getting out of these that's uh Tremendous out of Samsung's their primary supposed to be their primary OLED display yeah. manufacturer and it's only getting 60% yields despite years of OLED experience. on yeah. Samsung side. So. But then again even if you look at it does it even work in Samsung's best interest to help them out? Because yeah, if you think about it, you have the 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 rumors on the Note Nine, and the rumors on the S Nine mm. are suggesting that uh, Samsung is buying themselves some time before introducing a fingerprint scanner below the screen without a button by ad- by adding additional features and working on that. And Samsung's phones are known for having good OLEDs to begin with as well. So I mean, yes, they're different companies, but uh, if you have the tin, fa- if if like me, you wear an invisible tin foil hat. you'd wonder if it actually works in their interest to ensure the yields are good or not but yeah but not just that like uh, basically the point here is also that uh, all rumors suggest that this iPhone X or iPhone Pro or whatever it is will be very expensive like something around the 1500 dollar price mark which means in india it'll probably be something thousand close to 1000 to 15 yeah yeah 1000 yeah, to 15 yeah. so like it'll probably be something in the range of say 80000 to 1 lakh or 1 lakh 20000 or something like that depending on yeah. you know other factors such as import fees and what not so 
that means that you know part of the reason why this iphone could be expensive is because of these low yields which possibly you know like increase production cost right. and it also means then that uh, if you think about it the price also being a price being a deterrent mm. it actually gives them a very good leg two legs to stand on which is a 7s and 7s plus mm. because if those are uh, well priced it could actually just work out because one thing to keep one thing uh, listeners should keep in mind is uh, at least for india Apple does ensure we get stock when they say we're supposed to get stock but that stock ends to be rather rather limited. So what we've seen in the past at least with uh, with the 6s and 7 was that stock was available first week first two weeks after that there was a there was a shortage for at least 3 to 4 weeks before it came back in and then the it only made sense buying after a few discounts on Flipkart Amazon. So if you're in the market looking for an iPhone or think you can pick up the iPhone X day one uh unless you unless you've been saving up for a while uh temper your expectations and if you have been saving up for a while uh we would highly recommend and i know this because this works and i have done this is you go straight into the store give them half the money up front they'll make sure you get it hmm so that's something to keep some early pre-ordering advice for those of you who can't wait yeah obviously i mean if you've given that much of a commitment to them then they yes. would be more than willing to honor it but yeah make sure that you pick a good store like if you yeah. go to some shady dealer and you give him half the money you probably won't get your money back yeah because uh, one thing to keep in mind is uh, a lot of people when it comes to pre-ordering no one gives money up front mm. so so the app at least the authorized apple yeah. distributors and dealers will ensure you get get it if you pay them up front yeah so that's like so. the vip entry for yep. the iphone um anyway moving uh, back to the topic which is that we are expecting three iphones yeah, yeah. one of them is going to be super expensive if you can't afford that the other two are always going to be there at uh, i think the standard price which they've had uh, for the last two years i think now yeah uh, which is something around 62000 is the mrp yep. right uh, so yeah we'll see how uh, that particular aspect goes but yeah i mean um, i still am not too convinced about this face id thing because you know touch id is something that uh, like why do i like touch id because you touch the iphone and it unlocks it same way even on android phones nowadays right. you know you just touch the phone and it's unlocked right it's really fast really reliable and there's that tactile feel to it so the moment you press it there's like a feedback and you get it unlocked right i'm sure like apple has figured some workarounds to the obvious limitations of facial recognition like yeah like other people in the same room for example people standing behind you for example not just but that if the phone is lying flat right. on the so table so lying flat thing there is a report that it still works when lying flat yeah but that's you know you still have to show your face to it yeah you know suppose you're lying in bed literally just want to put your hand over it and turn it on you can't you, you still need to show your face hmm. right so that's possibly the one place face id is going to miss Hmm. you know touch id cannot be replaced in the sheer convenience factor of this reaching over and turning yeah it. reaching and unlocking it and yes. then the other thing is if you even think about it right uh low light is another factor right but they've got an infrared sensor so uh, like like i said most obvious facial recognition um you know limitations probably have been worked around by the company but you can't you can't like put your face where your face isn't Yeah. If you know what I mean. And also, I mean if you think about the way we use our iPhones, uh, every time you download an app there's that touch ID thing. You just like put your hand on the phone's home button and you've immediately bought the app or downloaded it for free or whatever. So, Face ID like do you turn on the camera every single time you want to buy an app and what impact does that have on battery life? Because you don't want to be triggering the camera right. every every time you're downloading an app. Yeah, that's though, that's an yeah. important consideration. Do OLED savings of battery life would yeah. also 
Okay. I don't know. I mean, while that's nice to say there are OLED savings on battery life, uh, if we consider, well, let's say, coming back to Samsung, Samsung's battery life on their phones hasn't exactly been, well, representative of that. Yeah. Or maybe right. it's just the OS. But yeah, yeah, maybe it's the OS. Like in that case, <laughs> And think, perhaps the use of the top-end processors that aren't exactly optimized, you know, optimized yeah. for yeah. the rest of the hardware and software. True. So, yeah. so, I mean, yeah, considering how tightly Apple tends to keep its features spec and OS. Hopefully we might see those mythical OLED power savings. I'd like to step backward for a second. So you're talking about how important carriers' roles are and hmm. how Apple um, says it, it's the roles aren't that big actually. But um, the large adoption that Apple sees in markets like the US and other developed nations where you know credit schemes and carrier schemes actually work in selling the phone. Mm. Uh, this time around with the super expensive iPhone 8, you can expect a bump up on the trade-in program or something mm. like that. So that it become the iPhone 8 is still a, you know, attainable device for most people. Yeah, though to be honest, I, would, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see a lot more people either re- remaining on, 7, on the 7, 7 Plus and SE. Uh, or or even jumping on the 7s or 7s plus then moving to the 8 or 10 or whatever it is simply because of availability yeah so right they're expected to be like only 3 million units at launch which will bump up you know like, in a bit so that's a really small number yeah that's like launch, i think right? the we use year one sales <laughs> right so i mean uh, yeah. q q1 normally is like last year was 70 million units but yeah. of course that was all iphones not just the latest video currently about what uh, 95% of the market is still Android right in India yep uh, yeah so as Tim Cook puts it they have a big opportunity here but you know unless they seriously like cut the price of their flagship devices or the SE and maybe even like older models like the 6 or the 6s are the ones that are going to be selling in India right and or I come up with some really attractive carrier plans because yeah. right now the sort of tie-in that's expected yeah and, uh, is it's really not ideal. So. Not there yet, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, if I mean, some carriers already want to do this, which is like uh, bring the contract model of America to yeah. India, where they subsidize the phone and uh, you know like tie you in for three years and promise your money back after those three years are up. So, oh, so you mean an effective price of free? Yeah. <laughs> so a deal like that could be like uh, more important in like pushing people towards expensive phones. But, you know, like I think India is still maybe a couple of years away from that kind of a thing appealing to people. And if you're looking for anything particular or want to see something awesome on, on the iPhone 8 and whatever else Apple's planning to launch, let us know via email or... Yeah, so you can contact us via Facebook, Twitter, YouTube and Instagram at Gadgets360. Send your hate mail, love letters, comments, questions, feedback at podcast at Gadgets360.com. And you can keep listening to us. If you like the show, please do rate us on iTunes. It really helps a lot.